Welcome to Paint Radio with your host, Emily Howard and Andrew Dwyer. It's Paint Radio. It's the season finale of Mission Vacation. Very exciting. If this is the first time you've listened to Paint Radio, welcome. If this is the first time you've listened to season two of Mission Vacation, you've really, you gotta turn back, head back to the trailhead and listen to the previous eight episodes because if you just jump to the end of the book i'm not a psychologist but i think you've got some psychological issues if you just want to jump to the end of the book or the final episode of a six season show call me my number's on the website and we can discuss these issues but right now i need those people to click stop and go back to the beginning of mission vacation everybody else just like emily and myself and Brian, and Catherine, and Andrew, and Eric, and all the favorite characters of Mission Vacation, we're excited to see what happens. Are you excited, Emily? I am excited. Emily is digitized also. That's how excited she is. Really? Technology can't contain the excitement. The internet, Skype, cannot contain the atomization of Emily's excitement. That's how excited she is. So, Emily, it's a long journey, Mission Vacation. It culminates today either in joy and happiness or somebody is walking off a cliff. Am I wrong to paint it in those terms? <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that dramatic, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is it. This is the, this is kind of the final point of accountability for Eric. Um, he's had, he's had quite the interesting journey and, um, you know, today's the day that, that we're going to find out if he's he's gotten himself to a point where, you know, it's, of course, not everything's going to be perfect, but we want to know that he is able to go away on vacation, um, you know, with without too much stress, that he's he's delegated enough that uh, the business can continue to run for at least a week while he's out. And I'm sure it will surprise no one that this decision is not mine. Obviously, I'm not given that kind of authority. But it may surprise you, even Emily. Am I right, Emily? That it's not really your decision either. No, I don't. I don't get to pick anything. <laughs> wow. So it's all. But that's okay. We're leaving this to the experts. Yes, the good well, people. Really to Eric too, right? Like he has to decide whether or not he is comfortable enough walking away, because that's what this whole journey has been about. But just to be clear, this is no participation trophy. Eric doesn't make the decision. Oh, no. Okay. Don't get all huggy-feely. <laughs> Jeez. No, it's up to the great people at Nolan Consulting Group who have been with us for both seasons of Mission Vacation, Brian and Catherine and Andrew. Uh, we've talked about how, you know, they, they, they live what they preach, which is team building. you got to have a great team. you got to delegate. Uh, Brian certainly delegates to Catherine Freeman and Andrew Amrine. Um, and we've enjoyed every time that the entire team has been on the show. Will all of them be joining us today, Emily, or just yes, Brian? Yes, all of them will be on the call today. We got the whole dream team. It's very exciting. So what the over-under I saw in the Vegas betting odds this morning is that Eric is a slight favorite to win, but he's certainly not a heavy favorite. Are you surprised by that betting line? No, I mean, that's, he's had, he's had a difficult road. Um, I think at the beginning of this, uh, Brian said that he had radical focus and, um, we've, we've certainly seen him 
continue to stay the course, even even in the face of some difficult decisions, some some difficult fallout. But, you know, it's it's not been easy. And I think it just goes to show is this, that this actually is not an, an easy contest. It's it's not an easy thing to do for your company. And I think what what we learn through Eric, because, yes, Eric does have a great attitude. Eric thinks he has a great attitude and a hard and a tremendous work ethic. And it, it certainly appears that he does. Everybody agrees on that. And so that is absolutely critical to undertaking such a difficult task. But I think what's interesting is that alone is not going to get you there because, as you said, Eric has faced some unexpected challenges. Um, he, he took some, uh, he took some headshots. I think he was dazed and woozy. Um, but he, uh, he stayed on his feet. That's, that's called a boxing analogy, Emily. Oh, what's that saying? <laughs> is that the Super Bowl? Right. <laughs> So we're excited, obviously, as we've said, uh, final episode. So thankful for our sponsors that make this happen. Graco right at the top and their listen and win contest where you can win a sprayer. Obviously go to paintmag.com, go to the mission vacation section. Uh, for this episode, for this podcast, the passcode is location. Enter that into the form and you're entered to win Graco's Ultramax 2 490 airless sprayer. Our other sponsors, of course, Frog Tape, Arrowworthy, and Sandbox Zero. Great, great people doing great, great things to improve the lives of painting contractors, which is what Mission Vacation is all about. And if you listen to the previous episode of Mission Vacation, which I sure hope you did, you know that listeners to Mission Vacation receive a free one-hour technology consultation with our good friends it's Sandbox Zero, sandboxzero.net. So again, go to the Paint Mag, the, the Mission Vacation tab at paintmag.com. Click on that Sandbox Zero logo and boom, awesome, awesome stuff. So there it is. That's what is in store for all of us on this episode of Mission, Mission Vacation. So let's do it. Let's bring in our good friends from Nolan Consulting Group, Brian, Andrew, Catherine. How are you guys? A little better than terrific. Great to be uh, here. <laughs> a little better than terrific. I love it. Brian. Yes. Final episode of Mission Vacation. You've been on this long journey with, uh, with Eric. Um, we're going to talk about what you've seen, but what are you hoping to see today? What are you hoping to hear from Eric? So I want, I want Eric. Uh, to be able to pull back and look at uh, the three big rocks that we had in place. If you remember the organizational chart, position, vision, filling filling the roles. Uh, and uh, the next big rock is financial systems. What, what systems has he put in place? What roles are there there? How has it helped him make decisions, be better informed? And then third, the sort of recruiting and onboarding, uh, a move away from uh, scarcity mindset into creating an abundance of applicants. I want to hear him sort of uh, observe what he's done uh, and what he hasn't done and, and the work that's still left. Um, and uh, I, we think he's prepared to uh, do this. One quick note for me, it's been particularly special because last year, you recall, I was on every podcast and every coach can call and this year I could take a vacation because I've gotten out, out of the hourglass I've got 
Andrew, Andrew Amrine uh, and Catherine Freeman here. Uh, they're part of my senior team, executive team, uh, and they're my senior coaches. And we all agree, by the way, that, that, that we love this guy, Eric. He's just tremendous, his engagement level. He's been quite the contestant so far. But I tell you, what, like, he has not been without his challenges, though. Um, you know, I would say that this is this has been far from an easy journey for him. He is, um, you know, he's had some changes on the team. He, he's, he's had some some people leave, um, had some additions as well. Do you have any expectations for, for what you are going to hear from him today? Uh, I'm, I'm going to listen for his attitude as well. <clears throat> You know, we, we talked about that. Anybody can lead during easy times. A real leader is able to step up and lead during hard times and obstacles. He's, he's had obstacles. And so in addition to what he's put in place, I'm going to be listening to the mindset of a leader that is going to prepare him going forward. And I want him to not only talk about what he's put in place, but how he has changed as a leader. Because that actually is the most important thing, because that paves the way for the future growth. What do you think the biggest challenge is Eric still has ahead of him? You know, you put a you put people in place, you put people in in the roles. Now, how do you make him a team? How, he he now is the head of head of the orchestra, and he needs there to be synapses between his people. Uh, that's a challenge, um, no doubt. That would be the biggest challenge because once you have a team that cares about each other, uh, you can accomplish most things. And that's the challenge, I think. That's, that's the biggest challenge he's going to have. For the contractors who are listening, Brian, um, I mean, you work with a ton of contractors. Everybody has a different journey. Everybody starts with a different skill set. What what is some of your advice that these contractors should take away? What's a skill set or a trait or a characteristic? I mean, maybe not everybody has laser focus like Eric Crane does, but but what does every contractor need in order to transform their business? What what could you suggest that they take away and really focus on as they start and continue on their own journey? Well, I mean, the biggest thing that I still work with contractors on is their ability to let go and, and then encourage other people to step up. Um, and, uh, so journal, journal a week, journal all the tasks that you're doing in a week and understand, um, of those tasks, what tasks can you and only you do? And are you doing a lot of tasks that other people can do? Um, so the biggest thing people listening here is, realization that we're all part of the problem. Um, we don't let go uh, quick enough. Um, and um, so it, leadership starts with a mindset and an approach to, to your work and your business. Brian, dovetailing a little bit on that, you know, getting out of that hourglass piece is something that we, we know to be true. So much of it is getting it into that big rock format and understanding the, the, smaller steps along the way, which is something I think um, business owners struggle with, but but sitting down with the piece of paper and understanding what that big rock is and what the components are, holding your team accountable to those components. So whether you are 
driven mm. like the spectacular Eric Crane, or you are have a different mindset, it it's not it's not an it's an it's a le- learnable skill. It's a learnable skill to say, okay, here's my big rock. Here are the five or six steps that I need to get it done. These are the people who can do those five or six steps, and then holding them accountable to it. Well said, Catherine. Well said. So real quick, um, let's let's kind of touch on, you know, because Andrew and Catherine, you both uh, handled some different rocks. Um, Andrew, where do you feel we are on the financial system step and what do you want to hear from Eric today? Absolutely. Um, so I think in, in terms of the financial piece, you know, I, in considering what Eric's been able to do, you know, financials are going to lay the foundation for pretty much everything. Knowing your numbers is massively important. But it also uh, begs an owner to let go of the very thing that is the hardest thing to let go, which is letting someone see their books and let which is really exposing their gut to to someone else and the reality of the business. And so I, I think Eric's mindset on understanding why the structure works, why segmenting financial tasks helps the business um create a, a strong foundation so that if, if somebody calls out things these financial tasks can still get done um, and his ability to embrace it to see a vision and the 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 excitement around that vision is greater than the current pain of going through and and letting go and he's been able to embrace that and so i, I think the financial systems that he's put in place i think now creating the road going forward. He's paved the road, so to speak, and now he's got to drive it. And it's a smooth road. He's done a great job implementing roles, explaining roles, getting clarity around roles. And they're still, I think they're still working on who does yeah. what. But yeah, Brian here, he'll, he'll talk about his decision to, to bring on a production manager. Uh, and um, in the context of his budget, he was able to do that. He knew what he needed to do to bring that on. Um, we want him to start talking about the cadence of, of financial reviews. You need to have, this needs to become a core function of, of your business where you have confidence in the reports you're reading and numbers tell a story and you write the story going forward. Okay, great. And Catherine, this is, you know, I think the most recent rock we, we approached was, uh, of course, the hiring like you market. Um, do you have anything that, that you're hoping to hear from Eric today? Well, um, I think the um, point that we had made about him having people that he can choose from. So earlier on our call, we discussed the, the scarcity versus um, abundance mentality. And it's now that it recruiting is not a Friday afternoon at two o'clock task. It's somebody that's it's something that somebody else is focusing on. He's got people that he can choose from, and he's not just accepting the first warm body to walk through the door, which really changes the culture of the business. So I think he's prepared to hit that. I, that's a that's a big win in my book. All right. Well, I think it's time to bring Eric in. Let's do it. Everybody look up in the air, and you'll see a speck in the sky. That's Eric <laughs> coming down. Here he is, the man of the hour, super contestant star of season two. Eric Crane of Always Painting in beautiful Minnesota. Eric, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you guys? We're doing great. And we're excited because 
I mean, this obviously isn't the end of your journey, but it's the it's the end of sort of the mission vacation process. I know you're going to hate not being on these monthly podcasts, uh, sharing many details of your life. I'm sure that's the that's going to be the worst part of mission vacation ending. But we've got the whole crew here. Obviously, Emily is here, and we've got Brian and Catherine and Andrew from Nolan Consulting Group. Eric, do you feel like you are toward the end of a journey? Where where do you think you are on the journey, Eric? Um, I am about an eighth of the way through a long <laughs> Brian, is that a good answer? Yeah, that is the answer. Yes, yes. But I think most importantly for this, I mean, that's Eric, do you feel after the last few months, um, are, are you more comfortable walking away and, and taking a vacation? Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, we have we've have had a lot of change. I think going back and listening to the old older podcasts that we have done so far, um, it, it just kind of paints a picture of where we were and where we are now. So definitely, I feel more comfortable that way. Eric, why can you? I think that's interesting that you listen to the past podcast. Why do you do that, and and how has it helped? Well, I think um, a lot of reasons, but the, the main one is is you get in the middle of this and you're working so hard. Um, it almost feels like you're you're drinking from a from a fire hose. All the all the the knowledge and and the studying and the moving of the pieces of your company um, that each day just feels like a lot of work and a lot of struggles and to go back and listen, you can, you can see where you were and you're, and you can see the momentum that you're getting. And, um, it's just kind of shows some results that, that we have had. And Brian, I look, obviously most contractors aren't on, on podcasts that they can go back and listen to. But in, in this case, the podcast is basically replacing a journal. So am I right that, uh, this just further validates what you're telling contractors to keep a journal? Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, uh, part of the journaling is to get things out of your head and down on, on paper. I mean, that practice by itself is really important because your head is not a secure receptacle and you don't want to have circular thoughts. And so seeing up uh, uh, progress, actually, there's this thing called the uh, cookie jar. Uh, David Goggins, an author, wrote this. Uh, anytime he goes through some rough times, and he's in the middle of, of something, he remembers and he pulls something out of the cookie jar. The cookie jar is, is, is something that you've uh, succeeded on in the past, uh, despite difficulties you were able to push through. So um, I'm sure you've had to do that a few times, Eric. Correct. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, I think we talked a little bit last week about, uh, I think it was episode four, talking about how... Um, change might shake up the company and and how we might lose some valuable people and and different things like that but then going back and listening to that it's you know we talked about that but then um on the other side of that the reward that actually it might be better to have some people walk away from the company that have been here a long time um even though it's hard to lose a talented person um i think it it almost frees you up to steer the company in a completely different direction so i think that's that's been my favorite um, episode because uh, a lot of things came came to fruition um, mm. after that after that podcast. Well, let's go through, um, Brian. Why don't you handle vision, values, and, and org chart? Uh, Andrew, financial systems, and then of course Catherine hiring, like you market. Um, why don't we just touch on on each rock and talk about you know what's been done and 
and what challenges continue to lie ahead for each? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, the baseline of all of our coaching starts with uh, the vision and, and values of the business. And uh, Eric excelled here. Um, Eric, can you can you share with us sort of what what the vision meant to you, what you did with the vision once you wrote it and the values, the sort of implications of those in your business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think after the vision sharing, um, it just gave us all a direction, uh, including myself, even though as a leader, I've always talked about growth. It's just that I get bogged down in the day to day, but putting it on paper, um, it gives you a three year, three year goal that we're all, all striving for. Um, and even above that, I, I think getting our company values was, um, fantastic thing to do. Um, uh, lately in the morning meetings on Mondays, you know, I'll even give a, give a guy a gift card if he can name off all of our our company values um which is which has been great it keeps them thinking about those and we keep circling back even with our hiring um how we handle um you know any discrepancies on job sites how we handle our employees everything goes back to our company values um so even like hiring you know it it, we're a growth-minded company so that that person we're hiring needs to be a growth-minded human, um, needs to be a team player, quality. All those things have to be kind of expressed by that person in even that interview before we move forward. So um, we got that vision of where we're going and then the, our, our values of how we're going to keep on task. And, and I think it's been fantastic for all of us. Good, good. So we started with an organizational chart that had your name in a lot of the senior boxes. You, uh, you, 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 a sales manager. Uh, operations manager, finance manager. How how have you evolved uh, the organizational structure? What new roles have you put in place, and what's left to do there? Right. Yeah. It it has changed a hundred percent. I would say within a month, the only thing I'm really going to be uh, fully in charge of is sales. So we have we have hired an operations manager doing the scheduling um, scheduling of the office and the and the job sites and even the the estimating she handled all of that um, Sarah's back into the office running HR and our financial um, management side of things we hired a bookkeeper um, and it, and I know last week's podcast we talked about being patient for a production manager but um, we looked at things and we actually pulled the plug in and hired somebody to fill that role too. So um, we might be putting the cart before the horse, but I think that also causes you to, to push and grow as well too. So um, the company has completely changed. Uh, did you do a tell us about the position visions you did? Yeah, yeah sure, man. We, we, we kind of did them with Brian originally, and now we've been circling back with each employee and having them along with myself to, to, to rewrite them. You know, as we do them, we kind of make them evolve, but it starts out with ownership in the in the position vision um, so that the employee gets buy in um, and then it goes all the way down to like a daily task um, list of what what is required of them every day. And I think it just gives people clarity instead of always guessing what oh, well, what does my boss want me to do today? It just gets them thinking, well, what do I have to do today to make this company or my my position in this company run? And I think it's helped a lot because each, as these guys come on, these new hires, um, we've been talking about 
it's not my job to tell you what to do every day. You're selling me um, this HR company. So how does that look if you were running your own HR company? What are you bringing to this this company at Always Painting? Or if you're the production manager, you're selling me this production role. How does that look if this is your company? Like you want this part of this company to succeed. What are you going to do to make this succeed? And and then uh, I just think it opens up a lot of dialogue and it gets them excited that they get a lot of ownership in it. Good. And the uh, second uh, big rock, I'm going to introduce um, my my Andrew, Andrew Amron. Andrew, what was that second big rock? Sure. So the, the second focused on financial systems, setting a, a foundation in place. So bookkeeping, financial management routines, roles. Uh, and then operating off of the budget. How'd that and, go, Eric? Yeah, go. this yeah. this is definitely um, this this is going to be one of those lifelong things that we're continually uh, punching in new numbers, learning more things. Um, we've hired a bookkeeper, which she's clearing up all of the messes from from years past and and making more sense um, of things. Um, but we have a weekly meeting now um, where. We can look at the profit and loss and and bills due and just everything and just kind of knock it out real quick so I have a peace of mind. And, you know, even as far as collecting from contractors and homeowners, that has fallen under Sarah's plate. So now um, she she's the person collecting that, and that has worked really well. It's almost like you remove the face of the company, you know, because I'm out selling. I don't want to be the, be the person trying to collect at the end. I just, I think mm. it kind of wrecks the relationship between the, the homeowner, the contractor, and and myself. I want to keep that a really friendly, cordial thing. And people have been great. It hasn't been difficult collecting money. I think it's just nice to remove that part from my portfolio. Yeah. yeah. So I think for the benefit of the audience, Eric, you know, can you talk about the process that we went through finding Marlene, uh, your bookkeeper? Yeah. Um, we just searched on a website that he had recommended and. Uh, we found somebody that was good in QuickBooks. We interviewed her, and she she is just a number cruncher. That is what she is. A lot of things that don't make sense to me, it's just second nature uh, to her, which which is great. And then Sarah has been heading up those meetings, and she's actually taken charge of her. The next thing I think that we're going to be working on, and we have been a little bit, but Andrew calls it the cookbook, of being able to enter everything in so the numbers just make complete sense of where we want to go, budgeting, future goals and how to reach those goals uh, in, in those numbers. So so, so I think this is a, a key um, sort of line of demarcation in role in financials in that businesses or owners may struggle, you know, again, o- opening themselves up and, and letting someone else see the books. But the bookkeeping and accuracy, you bring in somebody who has that expertise. And it's a lot of looking through the rear view mirror. What Eric had in Sarah was someone who was able to look through the windshield. And those are two different roles in financials. And filling them at, at this point, I mean, is a huge advantage. And it, but it, if you can if you can get your mind around this concept that there that the bookkeeping is about the rear view mirror and my team and my staff, we need to have that information so that we can look through the windshield and plan and forecast out and what what do we see coming ahead of us is a is a huge win. Uh, here, I think, for what Eric has been able to implement. There's a big win this week right here when um, Eric's bookkeeper uh, called um, our Andrew and, and had a question. And um, Eric didn't know that that was happening. So there's things happening without Eric knowing about it, which is a great thing. 
it shows that Marlene cares. I mean, the team cares yeah. about the business, so they're reaching out. Yeah, and, and let's hit this uh, third rock. Uh, Catherine, if you could touch on this, this third rock, uh, which is the industry's biggest problem right now, recruiting. Well, what was that rock? Right. It, so it was recruit like you market, right? And, and understanding the process for getting people in the door. Um, it's not simply a matter of going to, you know, Craigslist and putting up an, an ad once a month and, and hoping and praying that people will just find it and come through. It's flipping it on its side and getting the what makes you as a business special and different from everybody else in the market. And then also understanding how to interview and how to bring your values. I mean, I think, Eric, you had a pretty, pretty important success with this uh, production manager bringing in, bringing him in because he he wanted to work for you. And that's about who you are as a business owner and the vision that you have for the business. Right. But, you know, it was it was breaking it down. Then, as I mentioned earlier, what is it that Eric and only Eric can do? Brian, you said that. But also, what does it mean to hold somebody else accountable for the recruiting process? So, Eric, if you wouldn't mind, what what are some of the things that we had talked about? Yeah, you know, um, finding people that that are contributing members and not just just a body. I think that's something you had said. Um, and it's it's true. I think for a long time we were just going man, we have all of these paint jobs to get done in this short period of time. We need people. So the first people that come through the door um, that have any experience or or even some of them, you know, make sure they have a driver's license and a clean record. And that's kind of what we're going off. Um, and now we can go through our values, um, our, our company handbook. You'd be surprised if a person reads a company handbook and, and they'll be like, yeah, I'll, I'll think about this. And then you'd never hear from them again. And and I think that's just a natural um, response to people that might be unhealthy and, and don't want to uh, be part of a team. So that kind of eliminates them right off right off the go. Um, I've handed a lot of this recruiting off to uh, Katie in the office. So she is marketing it. Um, and then she's at asking the questions. We're doing um, researches to see if they have criminal records, talking to past employers and different things like that that we haven't done in the past. So we're we're just taking a lot slower than we used to. Um, and as far as the production manager, I mean, he read the, the values and the, the vision role of the description. And and just knowing me, he was like, yeah, I, this is this is where I want to work. This is where I want to be. It sounds exciting. So it's almost creating a great place to work. And I remember one of the very first things I had ever said to Brian, I said, I, I would love to have this place, not that this is a thing up here, but um, the best painting company to work for in Northern Minnesota. I mean, that would be fantastic. That shows that I've done something right, that attracts the right people. And my employees are, are loving where they work. So, I mean, that's, that's a big goal that I'd like to achieve. Uh, knowing, knowing you, Eric, I have no doubt that you can do it because that's, that's part of it, right? You, you create the environment where that becomes a no-brainer, right? You are the best place for somebody to be. Right, yeah. And I think, you know, the more I hand off and delegate, the more I'm going to be, be able to visit with my guys and encourage and and lead. And instead of just giving daily task lists, I can, I can meet with them on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, you know, even if it's just walking around the shop or, or going out to the job sites, it'll free me up a little bit more to, be that mentor to some of these guys 
Uh, and I think that's another thing that we've been trying to do that will also help us recruit. You know, we're trying to do that mentor mentee in every position, but within that we're a word of mouth company. And I think the happier our guys are, the more people they're going to be like, well, Hey, we, we have a job opening here. Why don't you come work for us? Cause this is a fantastic place to work. Um, right. And I think we're just going to attract better and better humans um, as we grow. You mentioned earlier too the um, you know there's a clear idea of what somebody will accomplish. We you know we had talked about a green book. Um, Brian Brian thought that there is a very clear process for when somebody comes on board. They know what needs to occur. They know what the vision is for the business, but they also do understand their job description and they understand how they're going to be evaluated, right? Correct. Yeah. And that's, that's something that is on our next to do list. Um, we've started that a little bit. Um, I would say that's part of our, if you want to use the word rock, um, that is probably number four on the list to, to get that going, especially as we get this financials down and a few other things with Katie, that's, that's going to be, their thing to start really working on and the production manager gets mapped in here, but it will, it'll paint a picture of how to grow in this company. And we've done a little bit of that too with the, with the organizational chart guys can see how they can move up in the company. Even today I showed them what today looks like, what it did look like. Um, and then what it could look like still. So they don't just look at it and go, Oh, all the roles are filled. Well, that's hopefully that's never the case. We just keep creating more roles. Well, uh, there it is. The ship has sailed. The ship from being an employee to becoming a, a business owner. Uh, right. The journey is underway. Uh, tight, tough winds at time. You may take on some water periodically, uh, but you're a good sailor and, uh, persistence and resilience will carry you through. So, uh, Emily and Andrew, uh, back to you. What's so, next? Uh, I, it sounds like Eric lost, and that's my guess. <laughs> Sorry, dude. This all it, this sounds terrible. I mean, if, if, if I lost, it's Andrew's fault. You, can, <laughs> you, you know which you know which Andrew. <laughs> that's a given. That Wait a minute. Given. <laughs> but but we, we you know, know <laughs> you know for for the for the sake of pageantry, let's uh, let's still go ahead and and to the Nolan Consulting Group. I'm I'm going to ask how. How did Eric do? Did he win the vacation money? Uh, you know, this one was not that hard. Eric was a winner um, almost from the start. There was a comment he made on the second or third call that sticks with me as sort of a, a milestone for him. He said, I finally uh, am able to be the leader I was meant to be. I have um, I've, I've been given the okay to do that. And he had all these instincts about the kind of conversations that he should be having with his people instead, maybe just jumping in and doing it. So, um, my team has, has loved working with Andrew. The real question is which, I mean, Eric, which is Eric's favorite coach? That's the real question. <laughs> If you can picture the voice, I'm Blake and I'm, I'm, I'm wiggling my finger at me because I'm an owner and I need that. But actually, several calls, he would say, that was the best call I ever had. And it wasn't with me. He would say, well, he had one with Catherine. He goes, that was the best call. Then he had Andrew. That was the best call I ever had. 
And so uh, we we want to honor uh, you with this win. You've been uh, a terrific uh, person to coach. Your engagement level has been second to none, uh, and your journey has just begun. And um, you'll you'll enjoy that journey some days. Other days you won't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Eric, congratulations. How do you feel? Yeah, well, thank you guys. And, you know, um, it, it has been a journey and it's not over. Um, Nolan's team has been nothing but encouraging. Um, and I remember that phone call that Brian was talking about, permission to be myself. It was, he, he chewed me out. I'm not going to lie. You know, he, he let me have it, but I, I, I needed that at that point um, to just take that inward look again and go, oh, yeah that's who I am. And I, I need to stop like worrying about losing employees and, and just lead um, for the sake of my employees and my business. So it's been a, it's been a great journey. And, and then I'll just uh, ask, ask the coaches, you know, which, which of the two season, who's, who's been the best contestant, me, me or the season oh, one. Nice. Fair play. Fair uh, yeah. play. So, well, now you'll go on to the final round of Jeopardy. No, uh, <laughs> I do want to add in here, um, I want to add in how real this has been. I mean, people watch a lot of reality TV, things like that. Um, I'm, I'm just here to say that this was about as real experience as any coaching experience could be. Uh, it had ups and downs. It had intensities. It, it had, you know, frustrations. So um, I want to thank Eric for that um, and for his patience in, in this stuff. Yeah. Well, Eric, one one last question for you. Um, I think, you know, hopefully we have a, a lot of listeners here at Mission Vacation, and, and I hope many of them are following along and applying some of these lessons to their own business. Um, if you could give one piece of advice to, to anybody listening to this and, and going through the, this, the same or similar journey that you're going through, uh, what advice would you have? Yeah, I think uh, the biggest thing is, is you have to be future minded. Um, because we've, we've had some blows along the way here. Some people leave different things like that. And you can get distracted by that. You can get, um, your whole team can get bogged down by that. But if you continue to look forward, that's the most important thing. Don't, you know, you got to handle those situations, but you're always looking forward. Um, mm -hmm. and some people don't have that personality. Um, that is who I am. That's who I've always been as a future minded um, person. And I think if you can keep directing that way, cause your team, your team needs you, your team needs you to lead forward. Um, and without that, then you're really going to struggle. So I, I think that's the, the, the biggest thing. And I think if, you know, if you want to put it this way, thrive and not survive. I like it, Brian, any advice for anyone out there who, who might feel tethered to their losses that they experience? Um, because we, we've learned through this, we learned through last season too, they're, they're, there are moments when you don't win, um, and, and you got to keep on keeping on. Any advice to anybody who, who might be feeling tethered to to a failure or a loss right now? Yeah, I mean, certainly in this uh, COVID world, too. Um, control the controllables is the biggest advice I, I could give. Learn how to pivot well. Um, always do a situation analysis of what happened. Don't over, overreact. Pause, reflect, and choose. This is probably, probably the biggest one. Pause, reflect, and choose. Put some distance between 
the activating event and your response. So it's not emotional. And Eric, I'll, I'll tell you the same thing I told Dustin. And depending on your response, that, that could put you as my favorite contestant on Mission Vacation. You let me know when and where I will clear my calendar and I will meet you for this vacation. You just let me know, man. And cause that's how much you mean to me. Uh, question for Brian, since we're talking about vacation, the mechanics of vacation, seriously, do you have advice on what is the appropriate level of engagement for a contractor with the business when they're on vacation? Do you, do you suggest that it's just a clean cut, zero communication? Unless there's a actual fire, uh, I, I contractors don't. want daily check-ins. Any advice? I, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. I know you hear that, you know, go away and just forget about your business. But um, I, I think that as a business owner, it's good to open doors, shut doors during the day. Um, at least a few times a week, have a Zoom pop in to make sure your your team is operating the way that they should, and you can become a coach. Because the worst thing that could happen is you get back from your vacation and, like, the world fell apart. So as an owner, get get good at turning it on and turning it off. And then business ownership becomes a pleasure. I'll I'll add, if it's okay, I'll I'll add in there, I think, two things. You know, if you're going to take a week off, spend two weeks planning. I've, I've heard we've talked about that before around here that it, spend time planning with your team and making sure they see it coming and discuss what issues need or can or are they are they ready to handle on their own uh and what issues you want to you want a phone call about um and get clear about the roles and you know st- you don't want to you don't want to push people too far outside their comfort zone when you're gone but you do want to push people and it's it's becomes a test of the system so so do some planning ahead of time Again, if you're, if you're going to take a week off, spend two weeks talking about the scenario. Yeah, and I would like to add something quick, too. I think what's going to free my mind up is not having all 15 people have access to calling me on my week off. It's it's one or two of the lead people, so you're not fielding every phone call. It's only the one or two phone calls that you will be touching base with instead of your whole team. And I think that's that's life-changing. Really good point. I love it. And another aspect, I'm a big believer. I love to hear uh, people's stories. I talk about parenting a lot. Man, I'm a big believer that everybody should be friends with people who have older kids so that those friends can tell you what's coming and give you a warning sign. And it's not about telling somebody what to do, but man, it is about sharing your story because those stories are so valuable. Eric, I'm, I'm sure you're not keen on telling other contractors what to do, but are you comfortable sharing your story, your journey, what you've learned along the way? Is that something that you think you might do more of now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's friends even outside of the painting industry that, that have been following along and, you know, I've had lunch with some of them and, and different things like that. And, and I think, why not help other people? I mean, that only comes back to help you. Uh, if you hold all this information yep. in, it's it's only gonna it's only gonna hurt you. Awesome. And that's why we love Eric Crane. <laughs> you know, Emily, that, that reminds me of something. Your your question earlier: Do we have advice for other other contractors out there? Certainly, in in this the tough times we're in right now. 
something Eric said there was, you know, write down a vision. Have have something written on paper that is beyond the right now. Three years from now, maybe it's a year, maybe it's two years, maybe it's three. But write down some goals, which Eric did, and come back to it often to refocus yourself on where it is uh, you're headed. Regularly come back to that documented list of goals or vision that's, that's more than just today. I think it's a good point because I think, you know, number one, it does two things. It keeps you focused on the future, like you just said, but it can also help to minimize those challenges that you have along the way, right? Because I think we've talked here, obviously, Eric's journey is far from over. It's, it is a long road <laughs> and, and there are going to, and, and no single point on that road will define you if you don't let it. Um, so I think lots of, lots of really good, solid, strong advice here. I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful to everybody, Eric. You know, for being our contestant and sharing your story so publicly with everyone is, is just incredible. And, and Brian and Andrew and Catherine, you guys just, just incredible coaches with tons of advice and you've been willing to, to share your advice here, uh, with us on Mission Vacation and Paint Radio. And, and we're just, we're thankful to all of you. Thank you. It's been a, uh, pleasure, a true pleasure. Absolutely. Woo! Mission Vacation. I love, uh, I love just sitting here and kicking back and enjoying my coffee and listening to all the genius that I can't contribute to, but I sure benefit from, and that is why we do this, so that everybody listening can benefit from the genius, from the journey, from the experience. Dustin, last season. Eric, this season. Tremendous stuff. So, as we've talked about, even Eric listens to past podcasts. You should, too. It's a great way to get new advice. You hear new things every time. Journal, like Brian says, write stuff down. Excellent, excellent advice. I want to thank our sponsors, Graco at the top, Graco Listen and Win Contest. Go to the paintmag.com website. Look for the Mission Vacation tab. Enter location as the passcode for today's podcast. Boom, you'll be entered to win a Graco Ultramax 2 490 electric airless sprayer our other sponsors frog tape Arrowworthy, and sandbox zero don't forget click on the sandbox zero logo and you can get a free one hour consultation to discuss technology and the great great folks at nolan consulting group nolancg.com man if you don't know by now they are the shepherds that can lead you to the pasture of Utopia. That's what awaits you. It's true, Catherine. It's true. NolanCG.com. Brian, Catherine, Andrew, tremendous stuff. Emily, I got to say, you know my expectations for you are very low. You killed it this season. (laughs) Oh, thank you. So did you, Andrew. Tremendous stuff. Go to PaintMag.com. Whenever you're having a bad moment or a bad day, there are resources there. PaintMag.com is going to remind you why you love being a contractor because it's a great job and it can get better and we can help. 